All right, so sometimes I really fucking hate podcasting. And that is when I fuck up the recording. So uh, we have my sister on. You can hear all of us. The problem is I didn't have the sound running through our mics on this end, so you're getting this all through the little speaker on the computer. Uh, And so we sound distant and echoey. Um, That's all I got there. The (laughs) The other thing is, actually, that's not all I have. I also hate it when I forget to hit record again after we hang up with the guest. Now that we're doing a segment at the end of the show, we tried to do uh, the recovery uh, request line. Um, I wasn't recording. Uh, We discussed, there's a letter on the site from uh, Kate in South Africa. We discussed that that letter. Um, And uh, I I don't know what to tell you. Um, There's a cliche. There's a thing on the, the Onion that has an article that podcast host promises the sound will be better next time. So it's, it's a cliche. I'm, uh, I'm just a statistic in the podcast wars. Um, and, uh, one day we'll have the funds and we'll just go do this in a professional studio with professional engineers until that day you're stuck with me. Um, I hope you enjoy the show. It's a good one. The recovery revolution will be podcast on the since right now addiction recovery network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Go. Hey. Okay, I'm back here with uh, Jeff. Hi. Hi. And Matt, who you haven't met, but you've no. heard if you listen to the pod. How's it going? Hi, Matt. Hello. And uh, since right now, fam, this is my real fam, Kelly, yeah. my sister. <laughs> yeah, it's the first family. Um, is it the first family on? It is the f- it's first. my first family. Everyone's first family. You all right? Kelly, you okay? Yes. Yes, that's me. Yes. All right. I'm okay. All right. Um, Are you chewing something? Um, no, I was just drinking some water. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, the way this so, works is yeah. uh, for family. This is the first family. Right. So, uh, we've had Tim on before, a good friend of mine from back in the day, a friend of Jeff's. Yep. Uh, but what, what, so hold on, we're going to have to, something is happening different than when we did the pre-call. Something's sounding squeaky, like you're dragging the mic back and forth. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. yeah. Are you no. moving? Chewing something? Playing with plastic? No. Okay. Is it okay. Ready? That's weird. Hold on a second. Sounds like a lot of motion. Are you walking? No, hold on. Um. You said not a whoopee cushion. No. All right. Better? Hold on. Let me sit still. <laughs> that would be... Yeah. Hold on. All right. Sorry, because uh, I was just moving around. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Are you going to be okay? Stationary? Yeah. All right. Yes. Sorry. I'm just going to... We're going to dive in. 
I was just um, moving around beating my head against the wall, but I'll stop doing that. And we'll, and we'll get into that really quickly. Why? So yeah. everybody, this yeah. is a, the first family we've had on the show. Yeah. Uh, my sister, Chris's sister, Kelly, who now has how many days, Kel? How many months? Um, three mu- a little over three months. Okay. Woo! And, Woo! and the big news yeah. that I got today yeah. is Kelly has two days <laughs> off cigarettes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Which would explain the... Uh, we need to walk around. Moving around, right? Yeah, it really sucks. Yeah. Kelly, who, who advised you that it was a good idea to quit smoking? You? I just decided to do it. I mean, I had told my husband that if I started working at this one job, my dream job. Which was uh, the magazine. Right. That, um, that I would stop smoking. And so uh, just on a whim last Sunday, I was like, you know what, Todd, today's my last day to smoke. Wow. And starting Monday, I will not smoke again. Cold turkey? Cold turkey? Cold turkey. Well, no. Um, I, had, I had started taking Shantix. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that helped me. Well, they, it has not helped me at all. Did you like, just start? No, I started Shantix about, well, uh, I guess I started Shantix a week ago. Okay. Well, a little over a week ago. So I thought it would be easier, and it's and it's really not. I mean, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's really not. Like I, What I realized is that 85% of the things I do are basically related to me having a cigarette. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, going outside, mm-hmm. exercise. You know, I mean, even exercising. Like, I haven't exercised in three days, and I have been a freak, freak about exercising since for the past three months. So it's totally turned my personality and everything just <laughs> for these last three days. I'm just a different person. It's very strange. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is, well, and, and from my perspective, you've, you've, and it'll happen when you start removing these substances is it'll change who you are a bit as your chemistry adjusts basically. And your behaviors adjust along with it. But, um, What's interesting, we were just comparing notes of like the last time I tried to quit before the time I actually quit, mm-hmm. I managed, I lasted one day, I went cold turkey, and it was a rage-filled day. Oh my God. And I, I just, know. it just completely unbalanced yeah. me. Like, I tried yeah. to quit cold turkey. I finally quit on Shantex, but I probably tried to quit cold turkey eight, nine times. Read that book from the English. Alan Carr. Right. That yeah. worked for me. Whatever that book's called. And it was just black depression for the age. That's all I can <laughs> yes, say. Yes, yes. So anyway. I don't, I don't feel like doing anything. I'm kind of depressed. I don't know why you tried you to know? quit in the middle of your trying to quit. Like if, if you, if I was sponsoring, I'd say, no, don't do that right I, I, Well, you know, it's funny because <laughs> my sponsor and I met to go over the third step the day after I had quit smoking. Uh-huh. And that's when she's like, well, this is probably a bad time to give you the fourth step. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> you know the fourth step is about taking like a moral in in inventory right. of yourself, and yeah. you know if you're feeling not very good, you know it's really not a good time to do it. Right. <laughs> so I've been kind of delaying that. She understands because I told her what was going on, but she's like, "This probably wasn't a good idea to do right now." And I said, "Well, I just decided to do it on my own." Okay, so. I'm gonna tell you something. We'll support. I mean, well, I, I support it. Yeah. Of all the things. Uh, of all the substance we can do, I think, you know, I know we had talked about this in the pre-calls, like it took me like well over a decade to quit smoking after I quit everything else. Yeah. And the, the reality is it's a, 
it's a legal drug engineered to be addictive. It's totally. mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's a protected right. a legal drug. D- drug delivery system yeah. engineered yeah. to be addictive. You're so I mean, it's fucking hard to quit smoking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's of all the things, it's just a misery. <laughs> but yeah. so I mean, yeah. whatever happens with that, don't. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I guess I am. I'm going to give you leeway to say if if it doesn't work this time, don't beat yourself up over that. Yeah. Well, because I, don't. I, I, I'm really trying, and um, I'm really trying yeah. to hold it together. And fortunately, these best. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Hold it together, because well, I think we know we've been there. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, I mean, I can't even go outside because that's where I would go and smoke. Yeah. Right. It's just ridiculous. And um, I'm trying to be strong about it to prove a point to Todd that I can do it. Uh-oh. You know. Wrong reason. <laughs> More so to myself. Right. I mean, Todd hasn't said anything. Todd's been very supportive. You right. know? Um, of course. And yeah. I wouldn't have done it if he had told me to do it. <clears throat> right. <laughs> that's it. Right. I decided to do it on my own. Sure. That that's why I'm doing it, or else I would never do it. That's just right. the kind of person that I am. Well. Um, Which is willful, I know, but... Yeah. Um, that's just what it is. All right. Well, hey, let's do this. Yeah. So we, we sort of started at the here and now. Let's yeah. back up a little let's back bit. back it up. And I don't know how far back we want to go. I don't know if we want to just give a little background. Because you are family, mm-hmm. um, do we want to talk about, like, and it would be, yeah, I actually posted a picture on Twitter uh, announcing that we were recording with you today. And it's a picture of uh, you and I mm-hmm. at Dad's third wedding. Nice. Yes. Um, and and Was so this to the wife I know. Yes, it's to the wife you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the, to. Yes. The wedding in Colorado. You mean? Yes, the wedding in Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Um, and <laughs> so, which is interesting. That's five months after, about five months after I got sober. Is it? Um, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got sober like that September nine one ninety seven, um, right before that. Anyway, and what's interesting is you have a glass of champagne in your hand, but. Uh, Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. and so I, I don't know if it's relevant to discuss, like, you know, I did bring up, like, dad's third wife, if it's relevant to discuss mm-hmm. the sort of well, bio I, and... I think I remember that wedding part. I think I was on a lot what of... What our family history is, it re- is that relevant? Yeah. Like how we are... Uh, is it? No? Well, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I remember eating mom and dad's pot seeds at age five, Diego... Or, Nice. My younger brother. Me too. Yeah. And I would <laughs> eat them at five, and I remember there being a mirror with white powder on it. Yeah. Oh, well, that, okay, yeah, that kind of like, yeah, sure. Then that yeah. was when we lived in Brazil. I'm not right. sure if you were with us then, Chris. I, vis- I visited. I visited in Brazil, and I visited yeah. in Colombia. Not yeah, before. yeah, yeah. That's right. So um, that's kind of what I remember <clears> eating the hot seeds. And then because uh, dad smoked in high school, you know, I would just go down to the stash. And, yeah. Well, no. And oh. Mm. Marijuana. Okay. Uh, Let me ask you, are, are we sharing stories that aren't ours right now? Anyone? Should we Oh, know? I don't know. Like, yeah, what are the rules of talking about it? your parents? No, if they're not in sure. recovery, if I'm sure. <laughs> Check me up. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, like I would say my dad, like I would tell stories that my dad was a horrible alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's mine. And my yeah. mom too. So yeah. They're, they're, there they go. Okay. They're still but, with us. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. 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 They're also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, um, 
I didn't really do any like hardcore drugs. I mean, it was just pot through high school mm-hmm. and through my sophomore year of college. And then like my junior, junior year, I tried cocaine, you know, once during Mardi Gras. And I mean, it wasn't even, it was like a bump, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. even a real experience as, as I did get later on down the line when I actually moved to Miami beach. That's what I, um, that's what shit got real. That's what shit got real. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that was yeah. a quick, I like that quick trajectory from eat, eating pot seeds at five to shit gets real. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what's interesting though, is that's the reality of it. I mean, it does, it does take that kind of, I mean, when you condense it, yeah. that's the trajectory. You're eating pot seeds at five. You're probably going to be fucked up. South Beach. At, <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> but the point I was trying to make was that I hadn't right. started using drugs. Right. Till I was 23, and it was probably only because they weren't available to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure because I was always open to trying things, you know, mm-hmm. drug-wise. Yeah, you know. And I think in some cases, though, the exposure we had growing up, for me, it sort of inoculated me a little bit against mm-hmm. being. And I'm not, I'm not, what's the word? Endorsing this at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying to me, it was so normalized that I right. didn't think it was. A big deal, A right? big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because when you're that age, trying things, every every kid's going to try or lots of people, and most of them don't get hooked, you know? Yeah. But it's just the age where you just try things because you're just into it, right? And yeah. some of us are like, kind oh, yeah. destigmatizes it a little bit, maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah um, true, true. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, and I was just having a, a little tweet conversation today about people talking about being judged for their drink. Oh, no, it's a, Humans in New York had a thing where the, the quote from it is the guy said, I liked her better when she was drinking. And, oh, yeah. and I, I, my sense is, is certainly immediately when I quit, is that my whole family liked me better when I was drinking. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, I remember our younger brother was actually mad at me when I quit drinking. Really? Like, literally upset, pissed off. Because you weren't as fun? That I, I guess I wasn't going to be... And he was, you know, much younger, and I, you know, we were all younger. Mm-hmm. But it was a reaction to I don't know what. But so, it, so yeah, it's. Um, what, what was the point of that? That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <thanks. laughs> so anyway, well, isn't didn't you just go through that with some something or your job, right? Right. That's that's where I was getting oh, yeah. to. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. Sorry. Thanks, Jeff. So um, <clears throat> I start this job at the same time that I start doing the stimulant that I was doing. Yeah, the last hurrah. The last hurrah. Before that, I, I was three years sober, oh. I think, two and a half, three years mm-hmm. sober. So I uh, started to take stimulants the day I started working at this job that I immediately did not like because I had left this one job that I really loved. But um, I Check left the money. the money. Yeah, the money. And so they just knew me on stimulants Focused and quiet and ripping through work. Um, <laughs> like a banshee. Right in my teeth. But like, I was very introverted also. Mm. They didn't know my personality or whatever it's becoming. Because, uh, you know, so when I quit doing it, got off of it, I had this surge of mania. <laughs> 
where everybody thought I was bipolar and the people at work thought I was on speed mm -hmm. because I was, I had just started exercising a lot mm -hmm. and, and, um, I was talking a lot and just really social and extremely <laughs> happy. You just exploded on the scene. I, I pretty much did. It was really obnoxious. Well, and over the phone, I can attest. And I think it's fair. I mean, you were pretty manic. Yeah. But it was just, yeah. it's emotional and chemical sure. dysregulation yeah. from stopping all the shit. Yeah. Instead of going into like a depression, right, and I know. being tired and stuff off of stimulants, I have this, and I haven't had an exercise like this ever. Yeah. I start exercising, you know, and running and dancing. And <laughs> so I have endorphins going. My husband doesn't even know who I am. You know, yeah. I'm like leading the house left and right. And like, <laughs> You know, like constantly with my headphones on and completely obsessive while I'm going through outpatient treatment, too. Like even the the therapist of our group was alarmed, uh, quite alarmed at my behavior during the first week. I kind of freaked everybody out. I mean, everybody thought I was bipolar. Yeah. Um, including myself. I mean, I started to question it because my mother said I was bipolar or thought that I was bipolar, my therapist, the people at work, I thought I was on, you know, speed, you know. Um, the only person that didn't question it was my husband, which is really interesting, uh, it, that he didn't ask me if I was on drugs, because he knows when I'm sober and when I'm not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I always had an excuse, you know. Um, so he's actually quite happy, quite happy with the manic me. For that one week, like, he was just going to let it blow over, you know. It was yeah. much better than right. the high me, from, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh... Well, and he's seen you, like, in all different phases, I guess, right? Because the yeah, three and a half years yeah. you were married. This yeah, this isn't my first rodeo, you know, <laughs> drugs. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's go back to, we go back to Miami Beach. But, yeah, to, to yeah, back all the way right. up. Let, let, and let's, and, Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, because that's sort of where, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going to throw in like the, the, I was, that was towards the end of my usage mm -hmm. where our first converges. I went down there. Yeah, I thought <laughs> to, to detox from what I was doing here Which in St. Good. Louis <laughs> to visit you. Powerful and it thinking. was the yes. most in, like just <laughs> Coke fueled. Like miser <laughs> misery in retrospect. When yes, you, it was. You, you couldn't kick after, like, I was down there for like two weeks. I had no job. We were just yeah. doing coke nonstop. Yeah. I had to leave South Beach to go stay with a friend of yours in wherever the hell, Florida, they lived to get yeah. away for a while from South Beach. And then I came back. And then I remember when you dropped me off at the airport, you couldn't speed out of the parking lot quick enough after dropping me off to go oh, do whatever yeah. you were going to do. And oh, it was, gosh. I was panicking in the airport. I was so fried yeah i was trying to figure out how not to get on the airplane you know every person that came and saw you left just like that was early completely freaked out <laughs> it was like awesome my, you know, my younger brother he almost died uh, because he took two hits of x or something and so like yeah it was horrible hmm. and then i had a couple of friends come and they're like oh yeah we're ready yay and they like left shocked you know, and I just thought, you know, that that it was more normal than not because mm -hmm. everybody around me was doing the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So what was your know? life so, like? Yeah, you so were dealing, using, just everywhere. Well, I didn't start. Did you have a job until my drug dealer went dealing to jail? You didn't start yeah. dealing until your drug dealer went to jail. That's a country yeah. song. 
it's true. <laughs> my drug dealer went to jail, and he said he called me from jail, and he said, Kelly, go get my stuff. Um, there's feed in the freezer, and I said, okay, I'll be there right away. So I went and got all of his stuff in a big box and brought it back to my apartment, and I was going to put it in storage the next day, and somehow I just started selling drugs again. Somehow. Some... Well, you know, um, well, right on. He, he had a lot of uh, he had a lot of inventory that people wanted, so I just started doing it for him. Yeah. Then it became my thing. So by the time he got out, um, I was you know had it going and yeah. just basically I, logistics and fulfillment. That's all you're yeah. doing. He had inventory. Yeah. Got to move yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, um, big box, big box of drugs. Yeah, so, yeah. I watch Miami Vice. Do you know, it was only for nine months, but the whole, like, speed thing just, like, completely burned me out, like, mm. in every way. And um, then I moved to, well, no, then I moved to St. Louis yeah. for, um, I think, nine months or something, yeah. about a block away from Chris. Yeah. But that was, when was that? yeah, because I was there, you were, I was in a, you were bottoming out. Oh, yeah, I mean, I was off of in Miami. But but I was addicted to Xanax. Right. So, like, mm. I went from Coke to Speed to Xanax. In St. Louis, you were mm. on Xanax. In St. Louis, I was on Xanax. On Xanax. Yes. And then I moved from St. Louis because nothing got done because I was just high, completely high all the time. Right. And, um, and you had a giant Rottweiler that destroyed your apartment. <laughs> yes. My Rottweiler Jaeger. Yes. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> Named after uh, Chuck Jaeger. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, my Jaeger. That little guy went through a lot. Big guy. Yeah, he was a mess. So from St. Louis, I moved to Austin here and moved in with our dad. And um, he was in the middle of go- getting going. Well. Personal issues, I guess. I'll just say that. No, he probably shouldn't, but I don't know what was going on. Divorce. I wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> they were ramping up for divorce, yeah. and I moved into this house, and there was all this tension, and and um, I had just gotten sober, kind of, because I was went to a therapist here, I mm. think, and started getting clonazepam, which is another benzo. Right. Mm. Is a benzo or, speed? No, no. benzo no, is like Xanax, downer. Downer, okay. Clonopin. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, so I was on that, but like mildly, just to keep the anxiety away because I had anxiety issues. and uh, so, so I was on that for like 12 years, you know, like maintaining and not doing more than I should and <coughs> just keeping it how it should be. And, um, and uh, anyway, so I met my husband three months after I had moved to Austin, like from being a complete druggie, drug dealer, you know, just being in jail for three days, you know, it was just quite a, quite an experience. Um, and that's all in Miami. That's all in Miami, yeah. yeah. I mean, all of this stuff happened, it just got worse and worse and worse like, every year. You know, I was like, uh, yeah, I was... It was crazy. I mean, I was dealing with Colombians, and you know, it's just insane. Columbia, Missouri. Um, no, Columbia. <laughs> I know. Um, hey, so and should we mention that uh, 
I mean, basically, our, our dad came and took you out of Miami. Well, no, you know, uh, this is what happened. Um, I was on my way to a gay circuit party in Palm Beach, California. Yeah. And I was about to leave to go to the airport with my uh, gay posse of men that I had around me because I was selling. So, you know, they were all hanging around me. Yeah. And, um, That's my stereotype. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I'm kidding. Was the biggest fag hag ever, and I still am to this day. I love him. But um, uh, dad and his wife at the time sent me roses and um, just out of the blue. And so I just decided to stay and not go to the circuit party. And then I decided to pack up the U-Haul and go to St. Louis, that it was time to leave. You know, things had just gotten out of control, like completely. Like I was either going to go to jail or die or, you know. So that's when yeah. I moved. Gotcha. And, um, All right. and I came to Austin, and three months later, I met my husband, who'd never even smoked a cigarette in his life, had no experience with, grew up in a bubble kind of here in Austin, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, was a good guy, uh, but we were completely different. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, so fast forward, you know, all these years. Um, I get into opiates, you know, like Vicodin and stuff. And um, and then I get into Dilaudid's. And as I'm trying Dilaudid, snorting them, I don't even know what it is. Like, I have to go yeah. look it up. I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. What is I it? Know. I don't even know. I mean, I know the name. I swear to God. Yeah, it was in Drugstore Cowboys. Yeah, it's like old that? school. Exactly. Old school strong opiates. Yeah. I, I didn't know that it was basically heroin. Yeah. Basically. Basically, I mean, yeah. I guess I didn't it's want It's a heroin substitute. Yeah. Because um, um, I, I was talking to the dealer that was selling it to me. He's like, or, yeah, and he said, don't take it straight for more than two weeks or else your body will, you know, you'll become addictive. And I'm like, eh, you know, I'd uh-huh. become physically yeah. addicted to anything. Yeah. Do you know, like have like, well, except for Xanax, yeah. take that back. But um, so I had never gone through those withdrawals right. of opiates and they are really horrible um, yeah. I had to do it a couple of times and to be dependent mm. like that on something and having to call your dealer and go please don't come over there and, you know and desperate mm. and your job is basically you know to stay high on this drug and to keep getting this drug you know yeah. and How getting money out you know behind your spouse's back you know it was just a full time job mm. Yeah. and how, how long was that did that come for I think I did it for about a year and a half, two years, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I went to rehab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was really crappy. And that was inpatient. Yeah, that was inpatient. And I mean, we didn't do any research on it or anything. <clears throat> I just looked up rehabs in Texas and went to that, this one. And, you know, it was like a bunch of heroin addicts, young guys. There were maybe three or four older women like my age, and the rest were all just kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was for a month, and uh, yeah. Okay, so one funny part about the story. We're, mm. it, we've all had drug dealers give us warnings about how to use drugs that yes. we've all ignored. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that, so a warning is permission. It's just like when it says don't drink with this medication. Right. It's like, 
Well, that must be great. <laughs> you know, it's like when they have to say may cause anal bleeding. It's like, right, it's not going to happen to me. May. May. That's so funny. I never did. I have this funny story, just as a little total sidebar. I was in London with this woman who was from the Colombian agency. Have I ever told you this story? Yes. And so in London, bath salts were still legal at a certain point. Like oh, with mushrooms, yeah. and you could just still get them, and you could go and buy them. And I was telling her this, and she's like from Colombia, and she's, you know, I use Colombian cocaine. I grew up, I'm a party girl. I can handle anything. I uh-huh. breakfast. She's like, this is no problem. I'm like, I, I honestly think you should be careful. <laughs> and so... She's going to the airport. I'm like, bye, okay. And her plane's leaving that day. And it turns out she, she's like, fuck that. I can go there. She goes, buys bath salts, takes them. And then is she gets so paranoid. She's basically in her hotel room for 48 hours. They can't get out. She missed <laughs> her flight. And she just basically cracks up in this thing. And I find her like two days later in the lobby. And she's like, you were right. <laughs> but isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, horrible. that's, <laughs> that's I mean, just that's so funny. Horrible. Yeah, concurrent with that, they yeah. were working together, and I was addicted to bath yeah. salts. and Matt was addicted to bath salts after we read that article at Esquire that we're talking about bath salts, and immediately the first thing Matt says, I can't wait to get addicted to those. Well, it's, a, it's supposed <laughs> no. to be like a cross between cocaine and ecstasy, and I was joking, I'm like, I look forward to getting addicted to that. <laughs> and self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but anyway, okay, so drug dealer warnings, if you're listening out there, when drug dealers say, don't do this like this. You should listen, but you won't. You should listen, but you won't. <laughs> but you should. Well, that's right. the thing is yeah. nobody ever listens. No. No. But they listen to us. Yeah. Now. All right. So, so back to your rehab stint. Yeah. The first was in. Yeah, first. And first was in. It didn't go well, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, it went well, but it was just the 12 steps being shoved down my throat. That's all we did all day was go to classes. Shoved down your throat. For seven hours, for eight hours of the day, we were immersed in the 12 steps in AA. And um, the other time, the other hours, we were all smoking. It's just ridiculous. Welcome to rehab. It sounds like Cool Hand Luke or something. Yeah. Oh, man, it's, uh, it's really good because there's all this drama to rehab. You know, when you're boxed in with people, uh, younger people, too, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of silly drama that goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was just my last experience. Were you um, clean there? Did you stay what? clean? Did you stay clean? Yeah. Okay. Well, it worked. And then you got out and you worked. Clean for a while. Three and a half yeah, years? Yeah, for like three, and a half. three, three years, I think. I'm yeah. kind of, yeah, for about three years. And uh, Did you go to meetings to have a sponsor work program? No. You know what? I went to meetings for the first couple months, and I even got a shot of Vivitrol a couple times. You, Vivitrol is like a, I think it's for alcoholics, too. It works for alcoholics and for opiate that uh, if. You try to use an opiate. Oh right! It it basically it's like anti abuse. Right, right, right. That's the yeah. that's for alcohol. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was basically my insurance to myself for not you know relapsing because there's no point in going out and getting Vicodin or whatever if you can't get high from it. Okay, right? yeah, it's naltrexone. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it won't uh, work. You won't get sick if you use it. Just won't do. Shit, right? It just won't do it. It blocks it. It's a blocker. Yeah, it's a blocker. <clears throat> and 
and it's a shot that you get. And uh, so I did that for like three months, and uh, then um, then I just uh, uh, then after that I didn't use for three years, and then yeah, and then my latest stint, you know. Um, when I stopped using the stimulants that I was using, I tr tried to find a, a legal way to get stimulants on my own. Can I ask a question before you say that? Yeah. All right. So, so the Vivitrol. So you were off everything for three years. Yes. And yes. you and you, as far as alcohol, you, you were just you were never that was never a drug never, that you abused. No. Yeah. No. It was never no. your thing. And I mean, to this day, like I can go and, you know, have like, like I'll order a drink and drink only like maybe a third of it. Yeah, you've never you know, been like, much of a drinker. No, I don't like the taste of it. But if it's like wrapped up in a, you know, like desserty right. fashion, like a pina colada or something, then I'll drink it as long as I don't taste it. I just don't yeah. like alcohol. And I don't like the buzz it gives you either. I never have. That's interesting because a lot of people talk about that as the foundation for everything else, but I, I've never known yeah. that to be the case with you, which is kind of no. fascinating to me. Um, yeah, and I mean, we always had alcohol around the house, too, you know. Well, we yeah, over beer. Taps, yeah. And, you know, all kinds of ridiculousness happening. But, yeah. Um, um, and so, and so, uh, and, but but otherwise, you sort of did don't discriminate because it, oh, you went from opioids. And then you went back right. to stimulants. Yes, and um, uh, yeah, and these kind of stimulants worked for me. They were ADHD stimulant that would keep me high during the day, but then I wouldn't be up all night. Because you know, when you take stimulants like meth or something, you know, you are committed for. I mean, it's like taking acid. You know, you're committed for at least twenty four hours. Right. You know? mm -hmm. and, uh, then you have to recover from that. And mm. uh, these I could go to bed do every night, you know, and, like, still function the next day. <coughs> but I was basically going on, like, five hours sleep, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I did that for a while. <laughs> did you, And did you, like, magically talk yourself into doing these? Yeah, Just what, try you them or one well, time? Or was um, it a performance thing? Like, I need to do my job better or... The deal, this is how it started. Um, my son got diagnosed with ADHD. And so we, uh, after, when he, at about this time, it was right before he was about to enter kindergarten. And so we wanted to do it that summer. And so we were trying medications on him. And every medication that he tried, um, I would basically try too to see what he was feeling. But then I kind of, was doing it more not for that reason, but for reasons of my own, you know. Sure. Right, yeah. oh, these are kind of cool, you know. This is kind of a cool high. I don't remember this high. Yeah. Um, so it started out as a curiosity, but I should never have even gone mm. there, obviously. Right. Um, so, yeah, I started out on, like, uh, it's called methylphenidate, which is, uh, like, what's in, like, Ritalin and mm -hmm. Serda and Vyvanse, as, as opposed to methamphetamine which is an Adderall you know so mm -hmm. it's a st stimulant high but it doesn't have big crashes like Adderall does in my experience mm -hmm. um, uh, and I could uh, function you know um, 
And uh, yeah. Did you at some point realize you were addicted to this and were like, oh, shit? Yeah, I did. You know, because I couldn't keep my hands, because I couldn't keep my hands off of them. And when I got busted by my husband, it was a huge bust. I couldn't even deny it. He'd been suspicious for a while, and I just told him it was something else. And, you know, because I was taking medication out of rehab for sleep and for anxiety that, you know, that weren't narcotics. So I would just say, oh, it's just because I took one of those, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and he was very suspicious of me, and um, as he should have been. And um, and uh, so, yeah, he busted me. It was a huge bust where he found my hiding spot where I hit all of the wrappers of these stimulants. And I came home from work, and hundreds of them were, like, all over our um, closet. Wow. And, and it was horrifying to see how many I had mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. over a year. Yeah. And I just put them in that spot and um, total bust. Couldn't deny anything, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could lie my way out of that one. But you thought about it. You're like, how can I lie oh, my no. way out? <laughs> I, I tried to lie about it when he, when we talked on the phone because he was basically like yelling at me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And I, and I are you high? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But then I realized that he was like really serious. Yeah. His tone was different. I'm like, oh shit. You know? yeah. And, yeah. Um, and he said that he'd found my spot or whatever. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, I cannot. Well, yeah, I said, well, those are just the rappers that I take from giving the medication to our son, you know, and he's like, nah, nah. And I got home and I saw what was in the closet. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrifying. Wow. <laughs> so even after that, he would still leave it out, the box of medication out, and I and I couldn't stop myself mm-hmm. from taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. and, and, and he even started numbering them, and I would pull a you know, up in the back, and he started hiding them, mm-hmm. and I would make it a game and mm-hmm. come home during my lunch break and find it in 15 minutes. Like, where would he hide it? The children's Bible. <laughs> I've never looked there. <laughs> I would never look there. <laughs> like, did he cut? Did he cut like a hole out of the Bible, like you do? With no, the, the smuggling patches. shit in there. Oh, they're patches. No, yeah, they're patches. They're patches. Okay. So they're like, and you thin. chew the patches. So you, you know, put the patches on a child. You suck on them. Right? You suck on them. Yes. But, but you uh, put them on a kid. They're supposed to be right. applied to the skin. Right. Yeah. And you would suck on Like right. a time release thing? Yeah. 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 Uh, and if if I did that with his patch, like I probably wouldn't feel anything. But because it went directly into my mouth, I definitely got a high off it, you know, that mm-hmm. would last like three hours, and, four hours. And it, I think it should be noted, and we have before, I mean, it's just, it's so far outside of um, your husband's world that, I mean, it's not like, you know, uh, he was and has, you know, he's, he's been doing what he can, right? With with what he knows. Yeah. Should probably go to therapy for P. Maybe. Yeah. For PTSD, you know, because he's just been traumatized over the past, you know, five years. Um, or Alana, they got that thing, Alana. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, he hasn't expressed a lot of interest in going. <laughs> and um, 
enough. You know, uh, but he but he is seeing a therapist now, which I, I'm glad because you know when I kept getting busted over and over again by him, um, like I knew, okay, that was my last bust. He's going to throw me in rehab. Like he's going to be like, and I couldn't stop. I could not stop myself from doing it, wow, you know, yeah. I mean, from taking it, even though I knew what the consequences would be. I couldn't stop. Yeah. So. Um, so what so, was the last? What was the last drop? <clears throat> well, I, 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 I had gotten off them myself, and I was taking these like, new these like uh, drugs that you can get online. These like speed drugs, like. Speed drugs. <laughs> well, no, I know. I know. Matt knows this well. Matt's yeah. our resident oh, what you Trump. can get online expert. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? So oh, yeah. Hyperzine. I, mm-hmm. I was going to like Silk Road it. You know, I, was, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember when you called me talking about the dark web and shit. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and that worked out well for that guy who did that, right? Yeah. Didn't he go to jail for. Yeah. One of the guys. One of the guys. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody. Went to jail for a for long so time. Pro. The internet yeah. is not helped. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I would get like yeah. COD packages at work for like three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> oh my god! Like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll sign for that. Thank you. Hi, mailroom lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was doing too, but not. They weren't like illegal, but they still like. When I got off of them and got completely sober, it just totally made my mood, like, I think it was because going from stimulants to these uh, fake stimulants Mm. and then quitting, like, and then starting these exercising, you know, competitions or whatever, just completely obsessed me. Mm. And it all happened at the same time. That, that, yeah, I mean, I was manic, mm-hmm. like, extremely happy mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, social and exercising, like, constantly. And it was just not somebody that anybody had seen before, including mm-hmm. myself. You know, I was like, wow, I've never been so freaking happy, mm-hmm. sober, ever. And so, like, in the patient treatment, like, everybody was all tired and drained and depressed. I was just sitting there perky and happy and, like, you know... Come on, guys. Probably annoying everybody around me, you know. And, you know, it was like I uh, really participated in a group, like, uh, almost, like, too much, like, hogging the group time, you know. Yeah. Um, I was really obnoxious for that first week. And then I chilled out a little bit, you know, found some balance. But during that week at work, it completely freaked everybody out. And um, so... During the period that I was in the outpatient, which was two months, um, I was sober that whole time, and I enjoyed going. And it was like, you know, excuse me, total of 12 hours a week. So I would go during lunch, and I would go after work three days a week from 6 to 9 o'clock at night, you know. And I enjoyed going. You know, I was excited about being sober and, you know, I was really into it. And, um, and the meantime at work, things were just going down. Like things had just started to catch up to me and, uh, my behavior, like I kept getting in trouble. Like I Mm -hmm. kept getting these like formal legal 
warnings to sign. So this was all happening while I was in doing the outpatient thing. And, um, and, uh, so anyways, uh, I got really lucky cause I kind of realized too, while I was sober, like I need to get out of this job. Mm-hmm. They don't like this person I am. They like me, you know, on stimulants and it's kind of a trigger for me mm-hmm. because I can't stand this job and I, I could only be here if I'm high, but I have to go to another job that I really, really want. And that just so happened to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you started definitely. there? Yeah. Good. Um, right now as a freelancer, uh, until they, uh, find somebody to replace the creative director that left, that was going to be my mentor, um, mm. that I adored. Um, okay. so, but at least because I resigned from work, about two weeks earlier than I thought I would, mm. um, I was able to get in there right before she left. So like, I didn't have to wait for them to call me or anything oh, like that. Good. Like I could just go straight there without giving two weeks notice, you right. know, cause they didn't fire me at my job. They tried to get me to sign some kind of legal mm. document for my third warning. And it didn't match up with the truth. A lot of it. And, um, it was basically like, sign this document. It gives us the permission to fire you tomorrow. So I said, you know what, guys, I'm not signing this. I am hereby, you know, tendering my resignation. And they said, okay. And I just happened to have the next day off. And so when I came back the following day, they let me go Mm. with uh, two weeks paid. And my basically, I got paid up until the end of April, Mm. this April, and and I could still freelance too, so I immediately started freelancing, mm. and um, it was it was perfect. Good. You're, yeah. Are you drawing something right now? Hmm. Is there like a marker going in the? No, you yeah. started moving, didn't you? Oh. Oh me? Yeah, no, it's right. We just heard like. I'm sorry. It that's just right. feels like it's like, like, it sounds like the mic is moving. something frantically with a sharpie. That's what it sounds like. Really? Yeah, that's, that's all right. All right. Well, um, it might be my jacket because I am wearing earbuds with a, like a little microphone. Oh, it's the That's mic. Exactly That's what, what the mic yeah. is. Okay, yeah. which is fine. Just hold, uh, hold it away for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's all right. It's no big deal. It makes it real. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, everything towards the end. And first off, I mean, I think it's phenomenal. I think, you know, the past three going on four months, um, you know, have been good. I've definitely, you know, over the phone, uh, you know, I've been, uh, what's the word? I mean, I haven't been present for, well, as present over the phone for, for what you've, what you've gone through. And then there's definitely a a very manic uptick, um, which, you know, from my perspective, I get it i mean it's mm-hmm. you know you're it's chemical dysregulation it's your head trying to find where it's supposed to be um i've, I've never experienced <clears throat> that ever yeah. in all of my usage throughout my 20s and but ever like that kind of uptick of mania like i have yeah. been so happy and exercising i mean yeah. i'm not an exercising person right no, constantly dancing yeah. everywhere right. i could in the elevators and yeah. you know I mean, I, yeah, I was nuts, um, but it made me happy being connected to music, made me happy. And it was kind of like my form of like meditation. Like I couldn't sit through our 
group in outpatient to like meditate. Like I couldn't huh. focus, you know, my mind was always yeah. racing, you know, and I, I was always just really like hyper, um, on, on, right. um, on endorphins and the, you know, my brain changing, you know, the chemistry, mm-hmm. my brain changing or whatever. But, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy until I quit smoking. And now I can't even exercise. I'm in complete hell right now. Hey, so I have a question for, because yeah. we would talk to Chris. I would ask him periodically about you over the last couple of years. So uh-huh. I'm wondering, Chris, did you think she was on something? This like that she was. Well, sorry, that's that's part something? of the backstory. I mean, there's yeah. you know our story is sort of you know intertwined, yeah. brother and sister, so of course yeah. intertwined. But um, yeah, but I don't know how many years ago it was. It must have been like three, almost yeah. four years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. We came down <clears throat> to visit you in Austin. Yeah. Our brother and his wife and kids and we and we had uh, our daughter who was then mm-hmm. like two and a half she or something was a little, yeah um they brought their kids and then our dad came too. and then our dad came and they, we all descended on you in austin yeah and uh i didn't know what you'd been doing before that but it was clear when we got there that you were not all there yeah, um, um, the day that you guys got here, I had ran out of my opiates and I was freaking out. And so I went and got morphine tablets for the first time. And I had never taken them. And <laughs> they weren't enjoyable, but it was just anything that would keep me from going into detox right. mm-hmm. was what I would take. And I didn't Which enjoy is, yeah. morphine because... I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. And I can't even enjoy it. God damn it. <laughs> All of you family here, I was going to go. I want to do something nice for myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, funny. Uh, so that's why when you guys got here, like I was. Really so you're, you're literally trying to not detox in front of your family. That's yes, coming. And so and you're scrambling around trying to get something. Yeah. And oh, man. So I was in panic mode and I wasn't thinking about anybody else. Funny. All these people in my house that's for myself funny. and how I was going to get through it. Sure. And so I couldn't like meet Chris's daughter really, you know, like I couldn't connect with her at all or, or his wife or anybody because I was so like immersed into my own. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. My addiction. So yeah, it was pretty awful time. I mean, I don't think they all talked to me for quite some time after that because. Well, so everyone knew it was kind of a mess. Kind of, but I don't think anybody, oh, you know, the whole, the whole, stay was it was all off but you know the reality is yeah. like if you got all jammed all of us in a house together it's going to be a little bit off anyway um like <laughs> yeah, and so, I, so you just kind of start there and so it's not you know it's got all the sure typical the dynamic shit family right but then kelly as a host was you know host was, yeah. could have yeah not a very good hostess was um, i during that and day. uh i think you know my sense then was i i do think and I've, over the past couple of years, part of what I've been doing this for is to educate myself, as I often say. When at that time, I didn't know how to handle it. I'm just like, what the fuck? <clears throat> yeah. You know, and, and, and my attitude was like, I got clean and sober, you know, every, you know, my 
siblings and everybody that knows me should be able to do it. It just yeah, do it, just kind do of it. thing. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, what you know what what's going on? Because um, I and also because I thought you were, I guess, and then yeah. you weren't. Yeah. And so I do think I checked. Yeah. I mean, I checked out for a while, which I don't know if that's the right thing to do or not. But um, no, I mean, I checked out too. Um, I was kind of horrified too inside. Yeah. From that trip. Yeah, um, I was horrified of because right after that trip. I think you all came down in April and in June was when I went to rehab. So it was like, it was towards the end of what was going on with me. And, um, and the way I got busted with the opiate thing was the worst way ever, which was by my sister-in-law, my husband's brother's wife. And I knew I was going to get sister-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. My sister-in-law, um, and I purposely went to her house. She had just had a baby. And I knew that she would have Vicodin. And um, she only had three left. And I took two of them. I mean, really? So, I, mean, I, <laughs> I mean, not, But I couldn't left stop one. myself. You know, like, I'm going to get busted. I don't care. And so I was literally driving home from her house that day. And she called me yelling at me, like, did you, you took it? And just called me out, called my husband's parents called my husband, like completely blasted me to the moon. <laughs> and uh, so a week later, I put um, myself into rehab for a month. Yeah, but yeah, mm, it was horrible. Very wow. humiliating. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's yeah, it was up. horrible. That was like, yeah. Woo! That's but, the intervention on blast. Yeah. <laughs> to the moon. She was really horrible about it. And, um, yeah. Um, Have you guys but, uh, made up since then? What? You guys friends now? You know what? We're not now because... We're, we're, but you're going to get there. That's what I'm just going to say. Well, I don't really like no. her. Um, <laughs> okay. Maybe not get there. Her politics anyways. I uh, I don't know if you guys are talking no, about it. No, we don't. It's beyond. But okay. I, I think I can sum it up, though. It's beyond that issue. There's yeah, just... You know, sometimes you don't like somebody because you don't like them. That's, That's okay. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. She's a type A personality. Yeah. Very uh, right... I know where you stand politically because you, yes. you post a lot of stuff on your Facebook. Page. Yeah, That's and um, I'm rooting you know, I for you. I got really active on Facebook, you know, and like into politics. Like, yeah, we we didn't notice, Kelly. But yeah, <laughs> very passionate about it. That's good. Has this just been since you got clean, or is this always? Yes, yeah. since I since I've gotten clean, like I. You've seen the world in a different way. I I'm more, I, I guess. The feeling is is that I want to connect more mm-hmm. with everybody. Right. Whereas it, when you're in addiction mode, you know you want to isolate and exactly. yourself, mm-hmm. which is what I tend to do anyway. Sober, right. you know, because yeah. uh, I enjoy being by myself. Um, but this time, it's like I want to connect with everybody, and friendships, and you know, yeah. you That's know, good. like I hadn't watched. TV, like TV, you know, HBO, Showtime, whatever. TV was my way to come home from work and just de-stress. You know, mm-hmm. like after I put my kid to bed, you know, I would just chill out and watch some HBO, whatever it was, or some really bad, you know, reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. And the whole three months, these whole three months sober, I haven't watched any TV. I haven't had any time for it. I would rather be dancing. I mean, it, it's I've like completely done like this 360, mm-hmm. and then I quit smoking three Why days ago. And I've been home for three days watching TV nonstop, <laughs> <laughs> be, 
completely miserable and not want yeah. to go outside because that's a trigger because then I'd smoke. And luckily I've been able to do this and not have to go to work because mm-hmm. I have to on Friday. So maybe I'll feel better by Friday. But this detox has been like really severe and it's like completely sweet. Like last night I, I didn't sleep at all. And, and it's like this nicotine, I mean, it's a mm-hmm. nicotine yeah. withdrawal. Yeah. I, I don't remember it being so sucky. But yeah, I just like, oh. <laughs> really the first time. Yeah, and it's it's a trick though because the thing is, I mean, the the actual chemical withdrawal is a challenge. Um, I mean, the, the the advice I got, I don't know if I got it from the book, but you know that book that I always yeah. I talk about What's all the time, Alan Carr's Alan Carr's easy way to stop smoking. Yeah. Yeah. What worked for me was that in combination with being sick, and I read it while I was sick in bed for like two oh, days, uh-huh. and so I didn't want to smoke yeah. because I was like right. it was like a phlegmy, like you know, cold sick thing, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and so I read that book, and by the time I got out of bed, I'm like I wasn't a smoker. I tried one wow. cigarette after that, smoked like one puff, and I was like, this is disgusting. I'm done, and okay. that was it. Good. Um, wow. But that's amazing that you did that. I, I know it was after. Decades. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah when you, when you're yeah. done, you're done. Yeah. That is yeah. amazing. And but it's funny. So listening to you, I, and we had someone else. We were just talking about Julie, right? From who is very excited to connect and share and be social. Like mm-hmm. first couple weeks of sobriety, lots of right. people get out there. Jenna writes for us in the same right. way. Very. And I think it's interesting that. <clears throat> you know, you haven't, when you're using, you isolate, you don't yeah. have real relationships. It's, you're, you know, you have this giant secret that right. you just don't feel real. And it's it hard takes to a lot of time and, and energy yeah. to protect yes, it. And, absolutely. And so, yeah, when you, when that secret's over, it's like, I think people just want to get and connect, right? Or whatever. It's like, all the you're something that I didn't pay attention that to. That had never happened through. to me before. Yeah. You know, when I got out of rehab, Three years ago, um, I was going to meetings, and I just hadn't found the right group, I think. But I was just going and going on autopilot, you know, because I liked hearing the war stories. And, mm-hmm. But I was not about the 12 steps at all. And um, and then during this current stint in outpatient rehab, you could go to any kind of meeting you wanted. There's all kinds of different groups besides AA. I'm sure you guys know that. But... Um, so I was trying to go to this one, and it was too far away. And so I, uh, one of my, one of the women in my group about patients said, "Well, I mean, there's this women's group every Saturday at ten thirty in the morning." So I started to go, and in every meeting, I got up and I spoke, and I had never ever done in every single meeting, and I read and mm. I was completely involved. And then um, when I graduated, right around the t- about a month ago, I got a sponsor, my nice. first one. Nice. And, um, so you look at you working the program, going to meetings, getting a sponsor. I know, and uh, right now I'm about uh, to do my fourth step. Oh, so I'll give you a hug. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. The quit smoking thing, I don't know, I don't know how to address that. <laughs> Me either. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. you know, I... I, I Part of me wants to say just... Yeah, we all, we're all sitting here going... That was the dumbest idea. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah, my shrink being know, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> the worst time ever. But anyway, if you got to keep at it, but yeah, you know. yeah, keep at it. Yeah, and, and I think it's you want to clean up you want to clean up your entire life and you just get this thing, you're like, I'm gonna do it all. And what do you got? You got three days. Yeah. 
pack, you know, keep powering through. Keep powering through, yeah. right? Totally. We don't, yeah, we don't, we don't know. It is amazing that I haven't cheated. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I tend to be sneaky yeah. by nature, being the drug addict mm-hmm. that I am. Yeah. And so my sneakiness would be like, okay, and I've done this before in other stints of quitting, mm-hmm. and, and I'll go like have. A, you know, go have a cigarette here, go have a cigarette there. Mm-hmm. And this time, I have not done that. Like, yeah. I have been Good home you. by myself That's for three days. impressive. And I have not gone to get cigarettes. And I even found That's a pack it. of cigarettes in my purse on Monday. Oh, girl. Yeah, you in danger, home. girl. I know. <laughs> and, and, and I gave it to Todd. I'm like, look, Todd, take these cigarettes, you know, with you before you go to work. And I'm like, damn it. But... You know, right, so good luck with that. very. This is like the worst part of this whole process. I think is just putting smoking stuff. Yeah. But anyways, well, it, well, three days is the worst time. So if you're three three days, it's easy now. You'll be fine tomorrow. It's all, it's all downhill. It's all, I mean, in uh, coasting. Downhill terms. You guys are such <laughs> liars. <laughs> I don't know. I just got addicted to the gum instead. Yeah, and now oh, I yeah. chew that. Oh god, that gum is obsessively. horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> my jaw hurts yeah, it's fantastic you listen to Mark Marin, right sometimes yeah. Oh, so yeah. He, quit, he quit smoking but he's always eating the lozenges and talks yeah. a lot about that like you're just addicted to something it's just swapping one thing out for me. yeah yeah but anyway I've, I've done those like Nicorette patches and stuff and um and I um, and I was even going to use those like I had some patches in my cupboard and I found them and the, they were from 2014 <laughs> So I couldn't use them. So don't like, chew that. Yeah. Don't chew those. Don't do that. No, no, ew. No, I don't ever want to do that again. That's right. disgusting. And um, hey, when um, are you going to come visit us in St. Louis? I don't know. Okay. You know, um, your family's here. Chris is here. Come on. I know. Yeah. I want to, and I was and going to. Um, my my in laws are having their fiftieth wedding anniversary this June, and so I'm taking off like a week and a half of work. Because we're all going to Florida, all 15 of us, seven grandchildren and eight adults are going to stay in one house in Florida for six days. Nice. And none of you are going to be smoking. None of them smoke. It's all my husband's family. They're all I know, but you're, are you going? I wasn't going to go. But now you are. I decided now you're that I to go to help my husband and Bravo. be with my son. And so um, I had threatened him because apparently, <laughs> <laughs> apparently while I was in outpatient, I was happy because I felt like, okay, I can control this. <clears throat> Nobody has to know about this, <clears throat> meaning his family, right. and judge me, and right. I can do this, and nobody will know. Well, he told them, um, and so they all knew the whole time that I thought they didn't know. <clears throat> and so... Um, when I found out that he he told me I think two weeks ago that his parents and his brothers and I had known since Christmas time, mm. which was before I even went in to mm. outpatient, and nobody had said anything, and um, I got really really pissed. Sure. I said, you know what? I'm not going on that trip to Florida. I don't want to be with any of them judging me. And I said, I'm mm-hmm. going to San Francisco. You know. Um, Instead, and I stuck with that. I was really angry about sure. being exposed and not, and him lying to me, even though he deserved, I 
you can't fault him for lying. I mean, I've been lying to him forever, you know. But he called it like a little white lie, and it wasn't. I mean, I spent Easter with them. I spent right. Christmas with them, and I was wondering why his mom was kind of being cold to me in a way. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know. Um, so it just ruined it for me. Like, sure. uh, I've been discovered, you know, and I, and I just wanted it to be such a private thing, right. and, um, and it wasn't. So... But it's okay. I think getting it out in the light, every ultimately, that's fine. It is fine. Right. But the I thing is, I, I, but it, it's yours yeah. to yeah. disclose. Right. Um, right. And that's fair. Yes. And so he said, yeah. my husband said that he told them because he wanted their support. Yeah. I yeah. Right. Their support. I'm like, okay, well, I understand that makes sense. I need their support. I mean, I talk to my mother every morning while right. I'm going to work. So I understand if you need support. But then I'm like, so have you been talking to them this whole time? And he's like, no, I mean, you know, my parents, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, then what was the point of telling them, you know? Yeah. Well, in, in his defense, too, though, I think, I mean, there's an element of it. I do believe it's just so far out of his yeah. realm. And, you know, uh, you know, you know that he and I t- talked um, yes. at the beginning yeah. of all this. And we, and we talked, you know, about, um, you know, wanting you to be... Um, you know, happy and healthy and, you know, have, have the happiness and the health that you deserve. Um, and, uh, you know, I I just think, I do think it was, I think the motives behind it and the intent behind it were pure. Um, Yes. yes. and, uh, I I don't think, uh, that'd be my sense, but, you know, obviously, you know, I, I'm not married. Yeah. Um, but yeah, totally. I mean, he doesn't really have a, he's, completely opposite of what I am, you know, he's, he's thoughtful, considerate, and, you know, I just kind of steamroll over him yeah. at times, and um, yeah. take it for granted, and since I've been, especially when I've been high, mm-hmm. you know, because I tend to just leave him in the living room, and I'll go get in bed and watch TV on my iPad, and just be by myself, and just mm-hmm. leave him out there for the past two years, mm-hmm. you know, or, I mean, year and a half, whatever it's been, but so he, he's been feeling very neglected, and it, it, our marriage was, like, really, really suffering. And so when I, I mean, divorce was mentioned, you know, like mm-hmm. I threatened him that, I, you know what, this isn't working out. Let's just get divorced, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. And he's like, no. Um, <laughs> the D-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Turned it into, like, a yeah. Muppet That's episode. That's what happens, Mr. Bill. No. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna um, you're gonna have to make yeah. amends to this man. Yeah, the eighth and ninth no, step. No spoilers, Jeff. Oh, I'm sorry. No spoilers. No spoilers. I'm sorry. Yeah, you'll have to come back when you get to nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm but, about to do four. And right. My sponsor's like, you know, a lot of people that right in the middle of four go back out again and get high. You know. So what do I do? I stop smoking. Mm-hmm. You know, like right when I'm quitting cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And doing this step four, you know, where you have to take a moral inventory. Yeah, do your step four. Horrific. It, it won't. Just write it down. You can get yeah. it down. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. I know. I know. It's not that hard. Get get wrong. Start with the worst stuff. That's the shit you were going to take to the grave. Get those. <laughs> get those four no, things on God, paper, no. and you're fine. Seriously, that's the shit, there, right? That's my advice. That was yeah. That was the advice I was given. Yeah, that's just your shit. Keep going. Just get going. It's, uh, it's so I put it off for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got going. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck. Yeah. Good luck to all the to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was good talking to you guys, too. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think, 
uh, you know, I'd love to have you back on, Kel. Um, and so, you know, down the road, we'll, well, we'll do like that the every something month check-in. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> a six-month check-in. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm right, cool. very, very happy that you're, you're doing well with the exception of uh, your misery at quitting smoking. Yeah. Um, but uh, you'll be okay with I that. Know, um, um, it'll pass. You sound better already. Yeah, um, it won't kill you. Quitting and then, you know, the one you. thing I did want to yeah. mention is, right. is in all this, when I was talking to you, um, at the beginning of, of, of this, you know, three and a half, four months ago, um, mm-hmm. I, I reached out to people I know that were very helpful. Um, and I, you know, if they listen to it, I do want to give a shout out to Ivana Grohovec, who is now director of Austin Recovery, and she was immensely helpful. Um, really? Yeah, just in talking for me to talk to. And, wow. um, and, and I think she uh, put us on the trail of where you ended up for um, IOP. Really? Um, yeah, so... Because you got me that information pretty quickly. I mean, yeah. we did this all in a day. Right. Yeah. So uh, Ivana Grohovac and I think Sierra Castedo, who's the director of um, the Youth Recovery at UT uh, uh-huh. in Austin. So um, they were both very, very helpful when I reached out. So, very interesting because the place that I ended up going was like very, very new. You mm-hmm. know, like it hadn't been there that yeah. long. Right. So that's, yeah. Well, good. And uh, we'll yeah. talk off mic again soon. Cool. All right, guys. All right. Love you. Thanks. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.